What's going on, everyone? Superstar Steve here again, welcoming you back to another edition of One Take Live. We are the most master audio and podcast history, and that was one really fast intro. Thanks for joining me, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a little while. I am back, hopefully better than ever. Let's hit those credits and get to the show. So without any further ado, let's crack on and see what went down on Monday Night Raw this week. There are a couple of really big storylines, some that were quite worthy of the show, but I think for the most part, this is what happens when you have a three-hour show and you don't have three hours worth of wrestling to put on that show. Um, There were segments in there which were just blatant, wasting time. Um, and didn't need to be there, but what can you do? It's WWE, they're going to push on no matter what, the machine will keep rolling, uh, and the wrestlers will go out there and and do what they're told to do. So, I mean, let's quickly run through the matches and see what went down. Seth Rollins and Cesaro had a pretty good match, it was a long match. Uh, eventually, Seth getting the victory. Obviously, Dean not there tonight because he was off on his honeymoon. Roman doing his thing with the Intercontinental title. Um, after the match, Seth did confirm that there's no way the Shield are breaking up anyway. It's just everyone at the moment uh, has something on, so they haven't uh, wrestled together this week. But nonetheless, they will continue as the Shield and continue doing what they're doing. Uh, we had a cruiserweight title. Oh, sorry, a cruiserweight. Uh, fatal four-way match, which would eventually lead to a match next week or the week after, um, to find out who's going to be that number one contender. Yeah, this was a really good match. Uh, it's a pity the crowd weren't invested in it a little bit more, um, because the action for a fatal four-way from the cruiserweights was really good. Uh, if you haven't seen it, go have a look at it because it was probably one of the matches of the night. Uh, just a little bit unfortunate that. Yeah, the crowd wasn't as emotionally invested as they could have been. But the cruiserweights are making headroom. Uh, Enzo, we got to see backstage. He didn't actually come out this week. Um, But, yeah, they're certainly, certainly a part of the show now. We also had Samoa Joe defeating Titus O'Neil. And then also choking out Apollo Crews after that. So it looks like, uh, for the most part, the feud between these three uh, is over, given what happened later in the night, which I will get to a little bit later on. Finally, Samoa Joe moving up in the ranks uh, and being put in a position where he deserves to be. We also had Bray Wyatt defeating Matt Hardy, um, only for Hardy to sort of break down at the end of the the match. Um, And out and out, do his delete signal, his delete... um, I guess. Chat? Just when I thought that they were going to get away from the uh, Matt Hardy, Broken Matt Hardy character, he's come back. Um, it would have been so much better if they did this six months ago when he first arrived and the, there was all this hype around it. But I'm sure once people see that, they'll realize probably Broken Matt Hardy is going because he did that a number of times. Delete, delete with the, with the arm thing going on. And, um, I mean... 
I don't think WWE would have him do that. Uh, so obviously, um, with solo camera time, if it wasn't going to go somewhere special. So I believe that's probably on the cards. Something I'm looking forward to, and I hope everyone else is too. Just going back to that fatal four-way, it was Rich Swan defeating uh, Noam Dar by pinfall and Akira Tozawa and Arya Davari. So Rich Swan moves on in that fatal four-way. He will face the winner of next week's fatal four-way match. Um, and then the winner of that will go on to face Enzo. We also had a women's division. Well, no, we didn't have a women's division match. We had, I guess... Sort of. It was meant to be. It was Sasha Bailey and Mickey. Or Metaverse. Paige and her two cronies. Sorry guys, I keep yawning. I don't know what's going on. It's like I pick up the microphone. As soon as the microphone gets in front of my mouth, it brings on a yawn. Don't know why. Um, but it was, of course, Paige and her... They're almost like the Hounds of Justice, aren't they? Paige and her cronies uh, picking off Sa uh, Bailey, picking off Mickey in the backstage area, leaving Sasha by herself uh, in the ring, to which she was eventually uh, surrounded, taken down, beat up, left laying. So Paige and her girls certainly making an impression on the WWE Universe. Uh, I like what they're doing. It adds a different essence to the women's division. It They're not playing by the usual rules. They're... They're, they're taking the division by the scruff of the neck and and doing as they please with it. Um, so I believe Paige is probably going to go after Alexa Bliss, uh, maybe get that title. Um, but that wasn't all for Paige and her crony, cronies. Later in the night, they did surround Asuka, um, but unfortunately didn't attack Asuka. I'm wondering if that's because they knew Asuka was a different breed and she would possibly be able to defend for herself or maybe there was some sort of NXT truce there or I don't know what's going on. Surely we're going to find out in the coming weeks but having Paige as a, as a heel with some backup really, really changes the division uh, and in a good way. It's almost like it's a welcomed segment whenever Paige comes out. So, very much liking what they're doing. Hopefully, they keep it going. Also, happening on the show was Roman Reigns. Um, getting some good cheers this week, but also there were the boos were there too. Uh, coming out, addressing, he kicked off the show, everyone. Came out, addressed the crowd, um, only for... Him to be interrupted by the Mistourage. The Miz obviously not there this week. Uh, and then Elias Sampson. Uh, and Elias basically challenged Roman for that title later in the night. So that's what they did later in the night. It was Roman coming out on top. He did make Elias look good though. Um, but before this match happened, and this is sort of a really big downer for me. So we had Elias come out and do his usual song routine. But then we had the Miz come out, pretend to play harmonicas for a song. Then we had another song from Elias. And it was like, there's 10 minutes of programming with a guy in the ring and a guitar. You could have made other matches so much better, so much longer. Um, 
than to stick those three guys out there and just effectively waste time because that's what they're doing. They're wasting time. Um, it was boring. It was long. It was unneeded, and it was awkward because I mean, <laughs> Mr. Raj aren't very good at. Um, I guess, pretending to play harmonicas was obviously fake. Um, but what are you going to do? They needed to do something, didn't they? They obviously didn't have all the talent there this week. Um, Seamus was off on sabbatical. Dean was off on honeymoon. Uh, Finn, I felt like they could have used Finn a little better. Uh, yeah. Another great segment we had this week was Jason Jordan. The kid is doing well at the moment. I'm really enjoying whenever he's on screen. I'm glad to see that they've given him sort of a, a more uh, main role in the show, um, especially the way he interacts with Kurt, um, coming off as now a babyface, uh, sorry, a heel rather than a babyface. The fact that he's lying about his knee. Um, so it was going to be Jason Jordan versus Kane this week. Uh, unfortunately, Jason joining hurting his his knee again, unable to make the ring count, and got counted out of the match, and then was destroyed by Kane after the match, which was, I mean, I don't think the crowd were uh, particularly concerned about that. Uh, and then out comes Finn Balor to uh, rescue Jason Jordan. Uh, Finn ends up getting much the same treatment, eventually getting beaten down by Kane as well. Uh, Kane looking to do some serious damage only to be interrupted by Braun Strowman, who is now, thank, finally, thank you, he's a baby face, uh, come out and basically delivered what Kane delivered to Braun last week, but twice he gave him the chair to the throat um, and then basically let him escape. Sort of a bit weird, sort of not. So their feud is still going. I'm pretty sure that's where it's going to go for the next pay-per-view. does it excite me a lot, but when you think about... Um, what else they can do with Braun? There's not a lot of options on the table. Um, so, yeah, having Kane there is sort of what they got to do. And I've just realized I've forgotten a really big point before I moved on to that about Roman Reigns. After he won his match against Elias, yes, he did win. He did retain. I know it's a shock, guys. Uh, he was choked out on stage by Samoa Joe. Um, and Joe's, Joe's fierceness, Joe's... Uh, intensity rivals to no one. Uh, he is a believable super athlete when he comes out and gets fired up. And that's what I love about his character. No one else does it like he does. Um, so he comes out, chokes Roman, uh, chokes him again, uh, and gets in his uh, unconscious face, uh, mouthing off. So it does look like Samoa Joe and Roman Reigns are going to have a bit of a feud for that Intercontinental title, uh, and that's the way it should be. Samoa Joe is one of their top guys and should be portrayed that way. He should be put in those positions where he can perform uh, rather than being down the card. So I'm very happy about that. Uh, what else happened on the show? We saw the return of Bray Wyatt, of course. He did cut another little promo. Uh, wasn't the greatest, uh, calling the audience all dead, uh, but, I mean, it, it would appear as though Broken Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt are going to go together for a little while, hopefully the Broken character can bring out some more fire in Matt after he lost the match to Bray pretty cleanly tonight, um, but time will tell. So, there you have it guys, that's basically a very, very quick rundown of Raw, uh, your three main storylines were Roman Reigns and Samoa Joe. 
uh, Kane and Braun and Paige and her cronies beating up the whole women's division. They're your big stories. It's They're good. I just wish they didn't have such a big amount of time wasting on the show. Um, it was unnecessary things left, right and center. I probably forgot about most of them. Um, but yeah, the one bad one that I can really remember was uh, Elias and Ms. Taraj. Anyway, I'm not going to carry on, guys. I've kept you around for long enough. It's been a bit over 12 minutes now. Thank you very much for joining me. Smackdown podcast to come tomorrow. Look forward to speaking to you then. Bye.